Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truths. Uh, we're in a brand new book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. And we're looking forward to diving back into our spot today, verse number four of chapter one. One thing I didn't mention yesterday was just that short little part of verse one, where the Bible says that the revelation, uh, what Jesus wants us to know, is that which must shortly come to pass. So the, the, the theme of the book of Revelation, and maybe the word theme is, is the wrong word, choice of words, but certainly the the feeling of the book is that these events are imminent. Uh, God is on on the cusp of the fulfillment of these events. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. You're probably thinking, well, you know, Kurt, weren't these wasn't this revelation given 2,000 years ago to John, and now you're telling us that you know, he was saying that this was going to shortly come to pass. That just doesn't jive logically. Well, remember this, that a, a day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. God's timetable is not yours and it's not mine. And God has set it up whereby every generation can have a sense of the imminency of the coming of Jesus and the inauguration of many of the, the events that we're going to learn, especially those of chapters 4 through the end of the book. Remember, even the Apostle Paul said to the church at Thessalonica, we which are alive and remain uh, shall not prevent or precede uh, those that are asleep. In other words, talking about the rapture, uh, Paul said, hey, uh, I expect to be part of that. I expect to be here when Jesus comes again. And obviously he was not, but there was that sense of of suddenness, that sense of imminency. And here at the beginning of the book of Revelation, the Lord wants us, the reader, to have that same sense, to live every day as if these events could be inaugurated today. We used to sing the song when I was a, a boy in my church growing up, maybe today my Lord will come for me. Maybe today, my Savior, I shall see. And we need to live our lives with a maybe today mindset, okay? So I wanted to mention that yesterday. I forgot, so there it is. Verse number four of Revelation chapter one uh, says these words, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia. Now you think of Asia as perhaps China and, and even parts of Russia and uh, the, you know, maybe Southeast Asia, countries like Laos and Thailand. And, uh, but, but when the Bible talks about Asia, it's specifically talking about Asia Minor. And Asia Minor would be, if you looked at a modern day map, kind of Western Turkey. And the, the churches about which we'll speak in chapters two and three, churches like Ephesus or Smyrna, Thyatira, Philadelphia, Sardis, Laodicea, those churches, they were all located in that region 
uh, of Asia Minor. So Asia, just picture now, it's a much smaller area than perhaps you're thinking of in, in your modern uh, definition. So the Bible says, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace. Now watch, now watch who the book is ultimately from. From him which is, which was, and which is to come. So that's a statement about the eternality of God the Father. We're going to see the Trinity here. So he that, that is, that was, which is to come. So the immutable, eternal God, God the Father. Then the Bible says, and from the seven spirits, which are before his throne. So there's a reference to the Holy Spirit. Uh, oftentimes the Holy Spirit is referenced with the number seven. We find the sevenfold aspect of the Spirit of God in, in Isaiah chapter 11, for instance. Se seven being the number of perfection or completion. So the Father of the Spirit, and then the Bible says in verse number five, and from Jesus Christ. So that completes the, the, the Godhead, the Trinity. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of this earth, of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. So this was very common uh, back in Bible days for an epistle. And remember I said that the book of Revelation, while it is prophetic literature or apocalyptic literature, it is also epistolary. It's also an epistle. Why? Because John is writing this letter. He's writing to the seven churches. And the entire letter was meant to be read by all of the churches. Now, he got very specific in chapters 2 and 3 about a specific message to each one of the churches. But the entirety of the book of Revelation was to all the churches and really by extension to you and to me. Uh, all the Bible is written for us. Always keep that in mind as you read the Bible. All the Bible was written for you, although not all the Bible was written to you. So it's important as we read our Bible to understand author, human author, here, John, and audience, human audience. In this case, the seven churches of Asia Minor. So that as we understand how God speaks through John to them, we understand he is speaking for us. All of this is relevant to us, but let's understand the way by which God gave this information. So I think that's important. In, in Bible epistles, the author was always listed first, John, and then the audience, the seven churches of Asia Minor, and then the body of the letter, as opposed to modern day letters where we start with the audience, you know, dear seven churches of Asia, and then we have the body of our letter, and then we have the author, sincerely or best regards, John. The, the Bible method obviously is much better because we need to understand author to understand intent, understand whom God used and, and why he used him and what was the, the circumstances under which this was written and to whom is this being written. All of this is important for us to understand uh, the epistle, understand the prophecy uh, more effectively. Now, the Bible says that uh, John is greeting them in the name of the Father and the Spirit and the Son. 
So that brings a certain weight to the letter, doesn't it? The eternal God, which was and is and is to come. God who is not constrained by time or space. God that is outside of his own creation and transcendent to it, that God. Then the Bible talks about the Spirit of God, uh, the, the seven spirits of God surrounding the throne. And it's the Spirit of God by which the Word of God is made understandable to the child of God so that we can all become more like the Son of God. That really is what the process of sanctification is. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the Bible teaches that the Spirit of God is the one who illuminates. He turns the light on in our thinking to what the Word of God means. In fact, the Bible teaches in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that the natural man, that's the person that has been born physically but has never been born again, has never been born of the Spirit, the natural man doesn't understand the things of God because he doesn't have the Holy Spirit as his guide, as his teacher. So we who have trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior, we have a divine teacher. We have the Holy Spirit of God who takes the Word of God, makes it understandable to us, the children of God, so that in that process of cooperating with the still small voice of God in our life, not grieving the Spirit, not quenching the Spirit, but listening to the Spirit of God, saying yes to the, the voice of God in our life. When that happens, we're made more and more like the Lord Jesus, uh, changed more and more into His image. That's Romans 8.29. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. So, uh, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and then watch what the Bible says about Jesus here in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, so remember Jesus is the human name, Jesus is the New Testament counterpart name to the Old Testament name Joshua, Jehovah is salvation, Jesus, then Christ, Christ is not a name as much as it is a title, so Christ is the New Testament counterpart to the Old Testament word Messiah, the chosen one, the sent one, so Jesus the Christ, Jesus Christ, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness. So think about the description now of Jesus. Remember, the revelation has come from God through Jesus to the angel, to John, to you and me, really to the churches of, of Asia Minor, ultimately for you and me. And the Bible calls Jesus the faithful witness. And what that means is everything that Jesus says is true. He is the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus is the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He's the faithful witness. Then the Bible says this, and the first begotten of the dead. First begotten. Does that mean that there was a time in history that Jesus came to be? that he was begotten. In other words, in eternity past, there was no Jesus, but uh, God just decided one day there needs to be a son of God. So today uh, he becomes into it. He comes into existence. Now that's not what that means at all. Uh, first begotten or firstborn would be another way to say this from the dead is not, is not a matter of chronology that Jesus began at some point in the past. 
it's, it's a title of excellency, a firstborn. It doesn't mean chronology. Remember David, who was the youngest son of Jesse, was called the firstborn. Remember uh, Jacob, who was the younger son of Isaac and Rebekah, was called the firstborn. It, it's not a position of chronology. It's a position of preeminence. So who is Jesus? He is the truth. He is the one that will give us the complete truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Who is he? He is the preeminent one, the firstborn. Then the Bible says this, and the prince of the kings of the earth. He's the ruler. He is the one to whom the rulers of this world ultimately must bow. He is the one that holds sway in this world system. And of course, we're going to learn in the book of Revelation that there's coming a very real day when King Jesus will sit upon the throne in Jerusalem and you and I as believers will rule and reign with him, the King of kings and the Lord of lords and every knee shall bow. So these are great and glorious things that are being told to us about the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse number four again. Where the, verse number five, rather, again, where the Bible says, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. So not only is Jesus the truth and the preeminent one and the ruler over all other rulers, uh, that's a grand and glorious position. That's a throne position. But Jesus was the one that took on human flesh, uh, took the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men, He humbled himself, became obedient unto the cross, unto the death of the cross, and there he shed his own precious blood that you and I might have forgiveness, that you and I might be justified, declared to be righteous, not because of our goodness, but because of the goodness of Jesus by taking our place upon the cross vicariously, substitutionarily, that we might enter in by faith to the victory uh, that he secured on the cross. So it's a very practical thing, isn't it? To know that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the author of this book, the revelator that's giving us all this information is the one that saved us, whose spirit indwells us, that we might all come together and worship around the throne of God who was and is and is to come. So it's a, it's a, it's a great little harbinger, isn't it? in verses four and five of all that the book is going to teach us. And I hope that helps today. That's all the time that we have. We're gonna jump right back into verse number six tomorrow. God bless you today, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.